Episode 7 of Free Weed from Danny Danko, High Times Presents. And, yes, we did have a slightly uh, week off there. We had a slightly shortened week, but we are back. And we have a great show in store. We've got uh, a lot of cultivation, very cultivation heavy this week. We're going to do a little news at the beginning, but then uh, definitely going to get into all the cultivation, the questions, the strain of the week, um, our interview. Uh, is Drew West. He is the author of Secrets of the West Coast Masters, a uh, great new grow book that will definitely uh, help people out and increase yields. So we're excited about that. And uh, yeah, just uh, excited for the show. So, uh, right. Well, let's start in with the news here. Uh, Mike, uh, what's the news out of Michigan? Well, the news out of Michigan uh, seems to be pretty positive. We have an attorney on ground there, uh, Matt Abel, and uh, he's saying that, that contrary to these reports that we were hearing, that uh, a lot of doom and gloom, the courts are shutting down all the dispensaries, uh, Abel is saying that that's not so. And in fact, uh, the court has left open the likelihood that transfers involving compensation for costs may be permitted. Huh. Interesting. Well, uh, I guess that puts a, a bit of a silver lining on this cloud. Uh, I really just think if uh, if more people got involved, I, I, I really think we could uh, we could win this thing in states like Michigan uh, and just you know push back against this uh, this repeal. I mean, they voted this thing in already, so I you know I don't I don't really understand why these legislators and stuff aren't aren't just uh, giving up on this. And I guess I'm a little bummed because uh, I know you know most of my uh, most of our listeners are probably pretty politically active. Um, they're probably members of Normal. They they probably pay attention to this news every day, but maybe some don't. And I just want to encourage the ones that don't uh, or just haven't gotten around to it or whatever, or just might think it's uh, it's useless or whatever, just to sign up for Normal. There's they make it very easy on their website at normal.org. Uh, you know. It can just take ten dollars off your credit card once a month. That's you know 120 bucks a year um, that you're contributing without really even feeling much of a, any kind of pi- uh, bite. And your name is on that uh, you know normal email. Uh, you're getting information as it happens. I, I just think people, if people were more involved, obviously this thing would be done. And so uh, people, you know, in Michigan, people all around need to just do whatever they can to get more involved. So please, if you've been waiting or, or contemplating it and you haven't done it yet, please do. So, but our cup is on, right? Yeah, we'll be we'll be testing uh, the waters out in Detroit, yeah, uh, middle and, uh, of October, so October fifteenth yeah. and sixteenth. We I'm will excited. be in Detroit. I'm excited about the musical guests. We've got uh, Royce the Five Nine and the Four Twenty Funk Mob, uh, and Four Twenty Funk Mob is members of uh, 
Parliament and Funkadelic, just real groovy, and they're going to have a bunch of special guests. Yeah, the special guests are, are coming, and oh, uh, yeah. Royce Five Nine. Who... I mean, right, that's his hometown. He, right. You know, uh, who knows? Maybe even Eminem might, might show up. You know, I, you know, if he's there, and, and you know, they they just put out a record together. So yeah, knows? and if he shows up, you heard it here first. We tipped you to that. If he doesn't show up, <laughs> oh. that was that was just a little joke. Oh, You're I'm making kidding. no no kind of guarantees of that at all. <laughs> I just know there will be special guests. And some of those special guests will be some big names. So uh, we'll leave really it to you guys to imagine who that who that might be. Absolutely, that's going to add up to a real nice night uh, that Saturday night. What is that? Uh, October. That is the fifteenth, October fifteenth, yeah, and then yeah. the sixteenth we have the uh, the award ceremony. Yeah. At Burt's Warehouse. Burt's Warehouse. Well, we'll be there Saturday and Sunday, and then the party we're talking about is uh, Saturday night. So. It's a special VIP party. You can only get in with the uh, the VIP ticket. So exactly. go to uh, medcancup.com and get those tickets. We discounted the price of those tickets uh, actually too. So it's 60 bucks for the VIP. I think it's well worth it. That gives you two days of all the booths and everything plus that Saturday night party. Uh, which we typically charge a hundred bucks for those tickets, I believe. So, yeah, not to not to continue with the self-serving uh, endorsement here of that cup, but you'll be there. You'll do a gross seminar. There, Nico Escondido will be doing yeah, a gross Nico seminar. Nico and I will be doing gross seminars. I'm really excited about the veterans and pot panel because we're going to have the uh, the uh, vets talking about PTSD and, and talking about medical marijuana for for uh, veteran services, and I I, I just think that's uh, that's something you know we need to accentuate for sure because it's a great way of supporting the troops and and you know it's a lot better than some of those prescription things that they've been getting and and how about this just one more piece of news from that event a live free weed recording oh yeah in yeah. michigan we will be doing we won't be getting it to you live show. but we'll be recording it live yeah. and then we will be getting it to you straight from michigan so that'll yeah. be exciting so if you want to ask grow questions in person uh, that'll be the time to do it we're going to Put some of the seminar that I do up. We're gonna we're gonna have some fun, uh, you know, recording some of the show while we're at the event. So uh, please check it out. And D, you know, we did it in Detroit for a reason. We're we're showing that cannabis is job creation. Cannabis isn't a threat at all. It's actually uh, something that can help. We we're not gonna solve all the world's problems, but uh, if you leave us alone and stop arresting us and let us do our thing. Uh, not only are we going to bring money into the coffers, but we're going to also prove that we are productive pot people and we will have an industry that's going to generate a lot of money for the state and the country. Absolutely. All right. Well, shameless plug over. Let's, right. uh, let's continue well, with the news. This, uh, this federal government survey that pot is America's drug of choice. I mean, it's kind of been obvious to us for a while, um, but I guess uh, – you know, I read this over a little bit. I, use of cocaine is down. Use of meth is down. Um, those are both things I'm, you know, very happy about because those those are killers. And uh, even alcohol and tobacco are down. Yeah. Yeah. The only yeah, thing both. that's that's up significantly is marijuana. It's up uh, uh, to six point nine percent of Americans twelve years of age and older use pot in 2010, and that uh, compares to five point eight in 2007. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not surprising. Um, I think, uh, you know, Dr. Grinspoon said it best. Uh, marijuana is not for everybody, but there's a lot of people out there that can benefit from it that don't. So, uh, 
you know, and there's people are figuring that out, you know, through Facebook and Twitter and through uh, communication and information. People are figuring out that these prescription drugs are just not the answer. I mean, you know, there's things that they work for, but they're heavily overprescribed. The industry is just out of control. And one of the greatest natural uh, medicines is cannabis, marijuana. So um, slowly but surely, people are figuring that out. I think, uh, you know, I think it's a good thing for America if people use less of alcohol, less tobacco, less meth, less cocaine, and more cannabis. I think that that's a good thing. I know that probably scares a few people out there, but, uh, you know. <laughs> well, it, uh, it definitely scares the drug czar. And he released this statement saying that um, there are prominent increases in marijuana use in states that have legalized medical pot. And he put well, that yeah, out there. He's using it as a talking point to try to uh, slow down our movement, but it's it's inevitable kill. It's happening uh, state by state. It's happening in other countries. It's happening in Eastern Europe now, uh, Czechoslovakia. It's happening all over the place. Um, and in Alaska, where – what is this story? The state troopers decided that pot smells like pot. <laughs> this uh, is yeah. like uh, mm-hmm. marijuana odor. The, this Alaska state troopers did this study. Now, these guys – did a study on marijuana odors. I mean, don't they have bigger fish to fry? I saw. Maybe they f- don't in Alaska. Maybe this is they the, have biggest the biggest fish. fish. They have the biggest fish to fry. Of no, all. they do have large fish. They have fish. the salmon. Yeah. But uh, I'm saying, I was fl- I'm flipping through the TV mm-hmm. the other day, and there's a show actually called Alaska State Troopers. These guys are dealing with some serious maniacs. Like, uh, <laughs> I mean, these guys get off the fishing boats and stuff after four months and get hammered and start trouble. And there's, you know, tons of guns and, and all that, uh, you know, snowmobiling and culture. And so people are real <laughs> wasted on alcohol. And these guys are uh, – these same state troopers are wasting their time to figure out what pot smells like. Um, I think that's a, just a weird story there. <laughs> um this brings us into our last story here, uh, which is actually a, a somewhat uplifting with a silver lining on the cloud of uh, Wiz Khalifa, our buddy from our February issue. We did a, a feature there on him, a uh, great hip-hop artist, uh, very big supporter of cannabis and marijuana use in general. Um, he was busted, apparently. Um, I mean, everybody knows this. He was at East Carolina University, and he got busted. But the charges were like these crazy felony charges, right? I mean, yeah, you have the, to have a ten-pound minimum right. to get the, this they, trafficking they tried charge. To, they tried to charge him with uh, marijuana trafficking, and they gave him a three hundred thousand dollar bond. Now, the now, of course, uh, the story here is that all the charges against Wiz Khalifa were dropped, but. Uh, he paid the premium to his bondsman for this $300,000 bond. He also bonded out his manager and his entire crew who were arrested, as you said, after that, that performance. Mm-hmm. But and it they turns keep 10% out, of that no matter what. Right. They, yeah, but it turns out uh, he only had 58 grams. Not he. he uh, they found 58 grams mm-hmm. on his bus. So that's a bit short of the, uh, the necessary uh, amount, 10 pounds, for a, a trafficking charge. So – Cops were off by about 158 ounces there. Pretty significant, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, here's and- the problem, though. If he got caught with just the 58 grams, his bond would have been about a thousand dollars. They bonded him out at 300,000. And what the DA has to say about this? This is a great quote. The DA says of Wiz Khalifa. 
Had he remained to discover the error, he would not have been bonded so high, probably about $1,000. So I guess what they're suggesting is Wiz Khalifa should have just hung out in jail and waited for the police to realize that that two ounces doesn't equal 10 pounds. Well, I don't know. What I'm suggesting is that these guys basically robbed Wiz Khalifa. Right. (laughs) That's what I'm suggesting because he's pretty open about his his marijuana use – and so I think they uh, they did this to get that money, and they don't really care about the bust at all. That things like forfeiture law and these uh, bonds and things that people there's an industry based on this stuff, and uh, and that you know that's their incentive to to make these busts. And here's a guy, uh, you know, traveling around entertaining people, and police are wasting their time. Uh, arresting him, and they don't even—I don't think they even care about weed. It's obvious they only cared about this money because they got the money. They dropped the charges because they had the wrong charges, but those charges were the reason they got all the money. So, I mean, basically, that's like highway robbery. Now, let me ask you this: uh, I don't want to put you on the spot here, but do, what recourse does he have here? Uh, is there any way that he can can fight this and try and get I, some of that you money know, back? I'm sure he not has, that he really needs. The right. money, no, but... I'm sure he has really good lawyers. But once you pay bond, you paid bond. Like you know, you paid it at whatever it was posted at. They made their thirty grand, ten percent of three hundred k. You showed up to court. You know, they dropped the charges. They keep the thirty k. You know, not three hundred, but it's still a pretty significant amount for a guy. You know, that's probably what he gets. I don't know. I'm speculating, but that's probably what he gets for a show or two, you know. So he's basically out there performing for free because these guys wanted to rob him. Um, you know, I'm glad he didn't get the jail time and he didn't get the, the charges of, of trafficking. I mean, it's obviously this dude doesn't need to be trafficking. He makes money entertaining people. And whether it's Willie Nelson or Wiz Khalifa, it's just a shame that these people are targeted and, and the, the police's time is being wasted while violent criminals run amok, you know? I mean, if you had caught all the violent criminals already, if you'd already busted them and they were already all in jail, maybe then, okay, but come on, man. Do your job, you know? That's all we ask. We want protection, just like everybody else. And uh, I think it's interesting. I think it was Rick Steves at Seattle Hempfest who said that uh, consuming cannabis is his civil right. And I think it's our civil right. And if we start thinking of it in those terms, that this is a right that we have as citizens and the government has been withholding this right, then we'll win. But more people have to get involved. Like I said earlier, this we're going to get into tons of cultivation, but I don't, want, I don't want to give that stuff away for free unless you get political and get involved. I want to hear from Alan St. Pierre that a flood of people called him this week and said, Danny Danko sent me to join Normal. I want to hear from him that this happened. So you go there if you're not a member of Normal. And whether it's Normal or not, MPP, whoever you want to join, whatever floats your boat, check them out. I'm not forcing you to f- join one. Uh, over yeah, go, to, go to SSDP, get involved in your yeah, campus if you're, a, if you're student a student. on uh, campus and you're dreaming of growing weed in the future for a living, you don't want to do it in the environment that you have to do it in now. You want to do it in a free environment where you don't have to look over your back and freak out and worry about getting busted. You want to do it like you're a lab technician. So get involved. You know, It's in everyone's interest for everyone to get involved, and it's, it's pissing me off that all these news stories – are you know the pushback against us? We need we need the push for us. We need that momentum we had last year when bills are passing and everything was happening. We need that back, and it doesn't happen without your help. So, 
I think that wraps up news. What do you think? Yeah, well, that wraps up the free weed segment. Next, we talk about how you get free weed. All right, we'll be back. The High Times Medical Cannabis Cup is coming to Detroit on October 15th and 16th. That's right. The world's premier medical marijuana competition will be in Motown to celebrate the cannabis economy of the Great Lakes State. It's a two-day expo at Burt's Warehouse Theater, showcasing the movers and shakers of the Michigan medical marijuana industry and the merchandise that makes the machine go. Be there for an amazing Saturday night VIP party featuring top musical performances and special guests. Best of all, High Times will award the Medical Cannabis Cup for top indicas, sativas, hybrids, concentrates, and edibles entered by Michigan's dispensaries and collectives. Come to Burt's Warehouse Theater on October 15 and 16. Visit MedCanCup.com for all the details. Celebrate cannabis in Michigan. Celebrate the resurgence of Detroit. Be part of the growing cannabis community. All right. Uh, we are back, and we are here with uh, cannabis author and grow expert Drew West. He is the author of The Secrets of the West Coast Masters. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Danny. It's good to be here, man. Hey, thanks, man. I, I uh, you know, I get a lot of, of grow books here, and, and this particular one caught my eye. I mean, you really uh, – you – put a lot of attention to detail and, and, and it's really, it's just a great, uh, a great book with every, everything pretty much, uh, covered from start to finish. Wow. I appreciate that. It means a lot for you, man. That's uh, exactly what we tried to do. And cool. We tried to explain exactly, you know, how we do it and make it, you know, release another resource for, uh, you know, growers. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, the gist of what you're getting at in the book, uh, is something, um, you know, I definitely agree with, which is getting more out of each plant and not necessarily, you know, crowding a room with a ton of plants, but actually really treating each individual plant, uh, you know, like its own entity and, and, and loving it and having it sort of love you back, I guess. Right. And that's totally what I say, man. And, and you know, it gives you the opportunity to get more familiar with your strain too, so you can master it and really get the most out of it. And you spend more time with fewer plants you know yeah i mean i feel like you're reaching each plant is reaching its its true potential you know right and i think that that totally you know shows up in the finished product too you know and then when you finally get to smoke the bud you grew and it's just it all comes full circle at that point yeah and I, i you know i think uh you know you focus a lot on uh you know, maximizing what you get out of each plant using uh, certain techniques, you know, pruning tech kind of techniques. And also something I found very interesting, uh, mathematically structuring your plants, um, which is basically, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, that's just, you know, kind of, we had to decide how exactly we could explain how we do it. And that's just sort of the way we came up with it, you know, and it is all about mathematics. You know, we, we propose to get 64 tops on each one of your plants, and if you take uh, 64 times a quarter ounce, which is, you know, it's a really conservative estimate, what you would get off each one of those tops, so you get a pound. And that's what we're trying to tell everybody. They can get uh, a plant off each one indoors, you know, and that's really good for the medical patients who need to really maximize their yields with the limited number of plants that they're allowed to have. Right. You know? and, and And you're essentially... Um, you know, you can also shape the canopy in, in a lot of the same ways that, that uh, you know, bonsai growers do on a, on a smaller level. Uh, you're sh- basically shaping the canopy using these mathematical, uh, you know, techniques 
and maintaining an even canopy, which I think is really important and something a lot of the rooms that I've visited, uh, you know, have definitely not maximized that their space in that way. Totally. The idea behind that is that, you know, the plant, whatever the highest branch is, has the best likelihood of getting pollinated, you know, and fulfilling its life cycle. So by keeping a level canopy, we sort of trick the plant into distributing the hormones, you know, more evenly to each top, you know, kind of confuses it into knowing which one is its main cola, and then they all come out to be uniform, all the same size, and they're all the main cola, you know. Mm-hmm. And this has to do also with uh, like pruning sub branches, lower branches, in order to you know draw more energy and strength to the to those growing tops, right? Yeah, that's definitely a big part of it. And we we kind of call that the stuff that we prune off. We call it the dark side, and it's <laughs> because you know the the light and it just never quite reaches them, and it seems like they really do just steal force away from the from the good part, you know. Right, like suckers with uh, tomato plants. You know, they never actually produce fruit, but they're they're using up a lot of the resources. Exactly. So we just say in the book, it's the first sign of those. Like we tell you exactly what branches you want to keep, and at the first sight of the ones that you don't, we just say just trim them right off at that point. You know. Yeah, and you also, uh, you know, you, you you talk a lot in here about. Um, I guess, you know, screen of green, using uh, techniques to to have that level canopy um, training and all kinds of stuff like that. And I also found um, that you advocate using large containers, which I always, uh, I always go for that as well, you know. Yeah, totally. I think that, you know, I think that root mass really somehow translates into bud mass in your final product, you know. You need to have a healthy root system. You need to make sure there's plenty of room down there to you know, support an ecosystem in the rhizosphere. And I think that 15-gallon pots are pretty much the best way to go for these size plants, you know. And even with those size plants, when the plants are really growing and moving, you got to water like every two days, even with a 15-gallon. So it's, um, you find that's the best. Cool, cool. Well, you mentioned uh, to me earlier that you uh, – actually, we're, we're talking right now with Drew West. Uh, he is the author of The Secrets of the West Coast Masters, Uncover the Ultimate Techniques for Growing Medical Marijuana. Um, and you were based out of Oregon, and you mentioned that you had had your, uh, your book party at the Cannabis Cafe with my, uh, my great friend uh, Madeline Martinez and the crew over there. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, it was an honor to be able to do it there. Ever since we first started talking about writing the book, they've been super supportive of us, Oregon Normal and everybody at the cafe. And, I mean, they just, like I said, have been tremendously helpful. And we had the party there. We had a great time. Like two pounds of weed got smoked that day. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I love that place. And uh, definitely uh, holds a special uh, place in my heart. You know, I've spent some good times there. And uh, people can also get in touch with you at westcoastmasters.com. They can purchase the book there and, and even see some, uh, some videos and, and ask questions in a grow forum and stuff. Um, you're also on Facebook and Twitter, right? So I definitely want to get that stuff out there so um, people can get in touch and, and purchase the book and check out uh, all the information you have. So what are, what, what are your Facebook and uh, Twitter and Twitter names there? Facebook is West Coast Masters, and then we're excuse me, at West Coast Master on Twitter. So, cool, cool. Um, yeah. The other interesting thing is this uh, selecting your grow room location. Um, I always feel like people 
you know, sometimes sort of settle for a location rather than really choosing wisely. So you've, you've got some pretty good uh, information here about what to look for in a grow room. Um, maybe you could expand on that a little bit. Right. Well, maybe the biggest consideration is going to be stealth, you know, because just the world, I guess, we're living in. It's not everybody's going to be doing it. It's not going to be wanting everybody to know about it. So you want it to be something that's sealed up, someplace that, you know, you can insulate and make sure that it has a proper amount of electric available, you know, to run your lights and all that. You want to make sure that it's, you know, away from the street, away from the neighbors, people passing by. You know, um, out here in the West Coast, we've got a lot of basement grows, and that works out pretty well. Um, you know, it's just you got to make sure, you know, somewhere you can keep the elements from outside and keep the bugs from coming in from outside. Um, you know, it's just we in the book talk about constructing different types of rooms in different areas. We talk about doing them in the garage. We talk about constructing a, a grow room within, like, the average size bedroom in the house. Or we talk about, you know, basement grows and all that. So, Yeah, I found an interesting thing about waterproofing floors, which is really important, I think, when you're working with uh, a lot of water and a lot of electricity. Um, you've got a whole section here on how to waterproof waterproof the floor, um, which is really important. Yeah. Um, it's totally to keep it clean, you know, and as we go in there, you can mop all the time and just keep standing water, which uh, which attracts a lot of bugs and mites and aphids and all that. So we, we find that cleanliness in the grow room is one of maybe the most important things too, you know. Absolutely. Um, what's another uh, What's another secret of the West Coast Grow Masters that you can reveal um, right now to maybe get people interested in uh, picking up this book and, and improving their yields and harvests? Really, it's just a, you know about using the scrogs and about using the. That's the screen you know, of green, right? Screen of green. Exactly. Screen of green. You know, it's, it's play off the sea of green. It's just that we contain the whole plant into one screen. You know, and the screens themselves have six inch by six inch openings. It works out like a grid. And then what we've done in the book is we've broken it down and, like, color-coded all the branches and stuff that you're going to have on this plant and actually show you where they would fit into one of these grids from, like, an overhead view. Mm-hmm. And then it's it's really, I think, using the scrog in itself. That way you can hold – it, it's a multifunction tool, you know. Like, it not only does it distribute the plants out and keep a good um, – you know, to keep good level canopy. It also strengthens the buds and the branches. That way, when the buds start to really form and get big, they don't shut down production in order to, you know, resist from breaking a branch or something. You know, like you, um, when the buds get too big, sometimes the branches will break. You know, and so the scrogs hold that up and make sure that the production just never gets shut down. You know. Yeah, I mean, it keeps it closer to the light and keeps. Uh... I guess keeps the branches from bumping into each other too, which can give you, you know, kind of like the the ripe area for molds and stuff. Um, now, what sort of material do you recommend for the screen of green? Do you like chicken wire? Do you like the uh, the string sort of setup? The um, the product I like the most is called Horta Trellis, and it's actually it's plastic. I find that if you use the chicken wire, the metal on it reacts bad with the with the branches, and it can cause all kinds of weird things that occur and bud rot and just, you know, the plants just don't really like to be touching the metal, it seems. Um, and the, the rope stuff works pretty good. But my favorite is just called Horta Trellis. You can get it, you know, any 
local grow store really. And those are six, those are six inch holes. Uh, and you, you train the branches during the vegetative and early flowering stage to, to fit into those different holes. Exactly. Each one of the tops that we talk about, 64 tops, each one of them has an assigned uh, spot in that, in that scrog, in that grid. And then that's basically where the mathematics work into it, you know? Right. It's you, all, you know, really. Yeah. Um, you also have this, uh, uh, the West Coast Masters Hydro Master System. And th- is this like a deep water culture sort of thing? Or, or uh, um, it looks to me like a, like a, you know, five gallon bucket with some grow rocks and, and some some good aeration, right? It's just it works off just a constant recirculation of, from the reservoir. We like to keep each one of the hydro plants on their own. It's kind of small reservoir, so it's not to share. You know, the reservoirs. A lot of times, you can get if your pump goes out. You know, you don't want your entire crop to die. You know, you just we try to isolate each one of the hydro plants to its own system. That way, you know, diseases aren't spread. It also gives you the ability to grow different strains at different times on different cycles within your room when you're not just using one main reservoir. So it's, it is just a recirculating system, like a deep water culture, but we get great results with it. And the one we show in the book, you can build yourself for about, you know, 40 bucks or so. <laughs> That's great. That's absolutely awesome. And uh, you probably get some pretty massive root systems developing inside there. Totally. And that's something we're going to try to expand on a little bit in the next book because we're finding that, you know, a big part of this is actually kind of training the roots, too. Uh, we've been trimming the roots a lot and getting a lot of results with that because, I mean, sometimes they get clogged up. The roots will work their way, you know, three or four feet up the hose and into the reservoir, you know. And it's like we found that there's actually a way that you can trim down the roots and still keep the plants really healthy and still get the huge yields and not have the problems with the you know, with the roots overtaking your system, you know. Mm-hmm. So we're going to try to expand on that, you know, soon. Cool, cool. Um, well, um, you've got some really cool stuff in here. You've got stuff about germinating seeds, uh, taking clones. Um, you even are able to use those uh, those same buckets, I guess, with a different lid in order to uh, take clones, which is pretty cool. Um, now. Totally. What, what what do you have to say about after the growing process as far as uh, trimming, drying, curing? What, what do West Coast Grow Masters do to to make sure they have, like, the, f- the finest product at the end? Okay, well, yeah, definitely it's all about – really, I think that process starts right before harvest and the flushing process. You know, you've got to make sure that you flush your plant properly to get any kind of stuff out of there. That way you're not smoking anything but what you want, you know. So after you've properly flushed the plant, you know, you harvest it, you turn the leaves off right away. You know, you want to leave it hanging upside down, leave it dry in a cold, you know, or like not yeah, cold, but, a, you know, room temperature, you know, 70 degrees, 60 degrees, dark space, and let them dry until the stems snap. As soon as that happens, you know, you want to get them off there and trim it all up and put it in a glass jar, you know, where you're going to start the curing process. And basically what you're doing there is just trying to extract the chlorophyll out of the plant. So what you smell when you start to, you know, with wet grass or anything like that, you get an ammonia smell, and that's what the byproduct of the breakdown of the chlorophyll is. So what you want to do in the curing process is to break down that chlorophyll and get it out of your bud. So you put it in a glass jar and you put a lid on it, and that contains the oxygen and all the microbes and everything, the oxygen that helped facilitate that. And you open the jar every couple of days and let out that smell, you know, mix the buds around, and you repeat this for, 
you know, next few weeks, and then you're able to store your bud like that and keep it good for a while, you know. Wow. Well, that's great. I mean, just flipping through the book and, and checking things out in here, there's so many, uh, you know, step-by-step and how-to things. It's just very practical. You've got like really, um, you know, a, a, a simple yet effective way of uh, letting people know how to master these techniques. And uh, one of the interesting things I saw in here was this uh, training rail. Um, maybe you could speak a little bit about that and how that works into that uh you know, the whole, uh, process of, you know, vegging the plant in order to build up that root system and, and have a level canopy. Yeah, that's just something, you know, I came up with to help facilitate the whole training process. Like you said, it's got, it's a two foot by two foot square rail, essentially, that goes around the perimeter of the plant with marks on it every few inches. It's just a, it like basically designate where each branch goes to. So the marks, the marks correspond to a particular branch on the plant, and so you then train the the that branch to go towards that mark. Right, exactly. And then we use just this training wire that we call, which is actually just like a ten gauge ground wire that you can get at Home Depot or some the green green insulated wire that we use to just basically direct the branch to that area. And then once it comes out of this two foot by two foot thing, all the branches are directly pointed where they need to be to fill up the four foot by four foot scrog. Like it just, it's just uh, after it grows, it'll fit right where it needs to be. And the, you know, all the branches get really strong pointed in that area to the point where you don't need to use any types of wires or anything after that point to keep the training process going. And it not only does it, you know, direct the branches. It also lends support to the branches, and just you know, it's a it's a pretty good little tool. We've been using them for a few years now, and it's just yeah, we we totally recommend using it. Well, that's really cool, and uh, it's all described uh, very interestingly in this book. Um, we are talking with Drew West, the uh, the author of the Secrets of the West Coast Masters. This is a grow book. Uh, I have the hard cover. Not sure if there is a soft cover available, but. Uh, um, this is a great book for people, even for expert growers and intermediate growers, if they want to improve their yields. And uh, pretty much anybody is going to learn uh, a ton out of here. Um, another thing is you have this uh, emphasis on beneficial microorganisms that I also really appreciate. I do believe in like the living you know, soil and, and how that gives back to the plant. Um, perhaps you could talk a little bit about those uh, beneficial bacteria and fungi. Yeah, totally. I mean, we totally believe in the soil food web. You know, it's just everything in the soil lives off of something else. The uh, the plants themselves, actually, out in the wild, you know, you think about it, there's nobody out there watering them, yet they're still growing and they're still producing dank bud. So and the reason they're able to do that is because the, you know, the plants can actually feed themselves because the roots excrete these uh, you know chemicals called exudates that attract all these different microorganisms like beneficial bacteria and beneficial fungus who come and eat this stuff and then in turn are eaten by bigger things that, you know, shit them out and then the plant is ready to now eat that and support itself, you know. Mm-hmm. So the most important thing I think really is the fact that you get your um, ecosystem and the rhizosphere proper and the plant will pretty much take care of itself, you know, and it's just a matter of supplementing the thing. Right, and you can even you can feed with uh, something as mild as uh, you know compost tea, and that's enough at that point to support that uh, that living soil. 
Absolutely. And then I also like to add a little bit of like a, a molasses product or something like mm-hmm. a complex carbohydrate that the, uh, that the, you know, they'll also feed those microorganisms. And, uh, yeah, if you want really good organic bud, I mean, that's, that's really one of the steps in getting it. Cool. Well, uh, you know, I, uh, I really appreciate you coming on, on the show. I know, yeah, you've got some great techniques in here for people. And like I said, they can go to westcoastmasters.com, uh, check you out on Facebook and Twitter. Um, what was the Twitter name again? It's, uh, West, at West Coast Master. At West Coast Master. So, uh, definitely sign up, check, check this out, check this book out. Um, there's all kinds of stuff in here from pest control, uh, to all kinds of techniques for pruning and trimming and, and all just basically everything you need to know to improve uh, your harvest. And if you're a beginner, uh, you're going to learn a ton, and pretty much everyone's going to learn something from this book. I, I really uh, – the photography is great as well. Be sure to um, let your your photo guy know. Um, and really it's, it's just – actually right here, man, if I give a shout-out to JP. You know, yeah. he took every picture of the book. You know, he did a job. tremendous job. Good job, JP. Good job, Subcool, on the uh, couple of the beauty shots here. Um, and sure. I, I'm just this. This is like a book that's basically made for me because I'm all about uh, maximizing each individual plant and not so much crowding a bunch together, but but turning them into monsters. And I, you have sections basically ca- called training your plant into a monster. So, um, and the math stuff is great. These uh, the way you've designated these branches and really kind of broken down what can what can sometimes be sort of a uh, you know a confusing process of wh- where do I cut do I cut this do I leave this um, you've really broken that down into sections and numbers that uh, are pretty easy to digest and easy to follow which is great well thank you man I really appreciate it that's exactly what we set out to do you know I wrote this book with basically my dad in mind you know a 65 year old medical cannabis patient if I had you know to tell them how to do this, you know, that's everything I put in there. Everything I would have told him is what's in the book. Everything that I would have left out is left out of the book. And, you know, we just uh, really appreciate it. That's what you feel about it, man. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's a great book. I definitely uh, highly uh, highly recommend it for, for medical patients or anybody interested in uh, growing cannabis or improving their already existing uh, grow rooms and, and techniques. Um, and you've got it all the way to harvesting and drying, manicuring and curing, um, pretty much everything people need to know start to finish, which is great. And very simple instructions, which I love. And a great glossary as well so that people can understand the, the terms and all the different, uh, all the different things. But uh, cool, man. I'm going to stop gushing about the book now. Uh, get the book. Um, stick around. We will be back. Uh, check out westcoastmasters.com. And thank you very much, Mr. Drew West, for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, brother. Hey, take care. Stick around. We'll be back. Hey, amigos. Nico Escondido, cultivation editor of High Times Magazine here. Are you tired of searching textbooks to answer one little grow question? Do your eyes hurt from hours in the grow room under those grow lamps? The last thing you want to do is pick up a book and start reading. 
Well, we have the solution. I'm proud to introduce to you High Times Presents Nico Escondido's Grow Like a Pro DVD with an easily searchable menu of over 60 DVD chapters covering indoor, greenhouse, and outdoor cultivation. All shot in HD, this unprecedented, never-seen-before footage of America's top medical marijuana production facilities includes all the tips and tricks you need to get growing. For more information or to buy this DVD, check out www.headshop.hightimes.com. And welcome back to Free Weed from Danny Danko. Uh, today's, this week's tip is going to be on harvesting. So we're going to talk about, uh, when to harvest and we're going to talk about how to harvest. Um, as far as when to harvest, uh, it's really a matter of personal preference in some ways, but most people seem to prefer, uh, just when the glandular trichome begins to turn cloudy. So basically what that means is that the glandular trichome is the so-called crystal, you know, that, uh, that contains the essential oils that, uh, that, you know, really basically are, are the psychoactive elements of cannabis. And so those, uh, when you look at that, uh, you know, just with your eyes, you see a lot of, uh, you know, crystals that people call it, but really, uh, you're going to need a loop or a microscope of some kind to get in a lot closer and get a magnified view 40 times to 80 times magnification to really get a good look at the inside of those uh, trichome heads. And there's a stalk and a head typically on, on, on most trichomes and the head is, starts off clear. And then as the bud ripens, the head starts to turn cloudy and then eventually, if you let it go long, it'll start to turn amber. Now, it's okay to have some amber glands there, but you don't want too many, really, unless you want uh, you know, more narcotic uh, effects from your pot. And some people do, especially for medic- medicinal purposes. Um, now, once you've determined that uh, it's that peak harvest time, you're going to need to cut down uh, the branches. I prefer to start at the top of a plant, uh, and cut below the first major branch on the main stalk. Uh, just below that, that forms a V with that uh, lower branch and the main branch. And you can basically just work your way down the plant, creating these little hooks upon which uh, you know you can hang without you having to use uh, any kind of. Uh, you know, sometimes people have those clothespins and things like that. You really don't need that. You can let the plant itself. Uh, you know, hang itself up by just cutting below the V is what I call it. And uh, so you cut that branch and now you have a perfect uh, grip uh, to hold at the V and you begin the trimming process. And of course, I, you know, there's a lot of machines out there on the market to do this, but I definitely recommend uh, hand trimming, especially if this is harvest, if you're harvesting for yourself and it's not some big commercial operation, uh, it's worth the time and effort. You can even invite a friend, a trusted friend or two and have a trimming party, which are a lot of fun. Uh, basically you just use the scissors to get in as close as you can to bud because any leaf that you leave, uh, even the stuff with a lot of trichomes on it, uh, is going to harsh the smoke a little bit. So you really want to get to as close to the flowers as possible. And you want to save that leaf uh, to make hash with it. And that turns out to be uh, quite a special product that you make out of that leaf. And so at the same time, 
your butt is less harsh, you also get this bonus of a bunch of concentrated uh, hashish, which is excellent. And then uh, basically you hang the plant and you begin the drying process. You want to dry until uh, the stem cracks instead of bending. So basically you hear a pop, you bend the stem, you hear a pop, you know, at that point you, you're pretty you're pretty ready to begin the curing process. Um, and the moisture has worked its way out. The key is that you're working moisture out from the center of the bud outward uh, slowly. And so um, that's what you're doing when you're drying and then you're slowing that process down when you're curing. So when you've determined that the buds are dry, the outside is dry, um, you know, popcorn dry and you can bend those stems and they crack, then you want to use a sharp pair of scissors to cut individual buds off that branch and jar them up uh, in glass jars with lids completely sealed. Now, pretty shortly thereafter, you're going to see moisture condensation. Even though you've thought that the buds were dry, they weren't completely dry. There's a lot of moisture still stuck in the, in, in the middle, and it's working its way out slowly. And that's basically the curing process, sweating that uh, extra moisture out slowly through the bud. And so you open up that jar a couple hours after jarring what you thought was dry bud, and you'll see that they've gotten moist again. And you allow them to air out a little bit and, and leave the uh, jar open a little. And, you know, I call it burping the jar. People call it, you know, all kinds of stuff. You're just transferring the air so that the wet air comes out, dry air comes in, and that's the curing process. And, you know, the longer you can prolong that, the less chlorophyll taste, the less harshness, the better your bud will burn, and, and the true essence of it will come out. And... You know, once it's cured, it's ready to smoke, and so happy smoking. That is harvesting, trimming, drying, and curing. Um, now we're going to work our way into our strain of the week. And this week's strain is a wonderful, uh, wonderful strain. It hasn't won any awards yet that I know of, um, but it is a great strain. It's from our, our good friend Subcool and Team Green Avenger, the TGA Genetics crew, including uh, uh, Ms. Jill, his lovely wife, and and uh, dioxide and some really, really cool geneticists over there. And the strain itself is Quirkle. It's Quirkle. It's a space dude, uh, actually space queen, but a male version of space queen that he calls space dude, crossed with the Urkel, the famous, uh, you know, Cali purple Urkel. So uh, it's an indica dominant strain. It's really, you know, it's got the dark purple uh, colors at, towards the end and even er pretty early in life, um, fat, you know, indica, dark green leaves, and the buds are just have that wonderful grape flavor, um, sort of like plum colored and plum tasting in, in a lot of ways, and um, makes a great hash as well. Uh, I definitely recommend growing it out in Subcool Super Soil recipe. We've got that online at uh, hightimes.com/subcool. You can check that out. It's uh, somewhat of a hot recipe, uh, definitely a hot recipe, but. That just means you can use plain water and definitely don't add extra newts when you're using that early on for sure. Um, that'll bring out the most in Quirkle's odor and flavor. And it, Subcool says to me that uh, Quirkle's one of his favorite nighttime indicas with that killer grape taste, and I couldn't agree more. Um, you're going to get, growing out, you're going to get two different phenos of this strain. Uh, one will stay short 
and more purplish. And the other one is a little slightly more sativa-esque, and it, it's got that up buzz of that Space Queen mom. So that's really nice. So um, as with almost all plants, I would say vegetate for at least a few weeks to get a, a nice uh, nice size bush and nice size yield of uh, beautiful lavender-colored uh, great nuggets of coracle. Um Anyways, the flowering time is eight weeks. Uh, if you want more information or you want to order those, definitely contact TGA Genetics at tgagenetics.com. Uh, they've got tons of information on there on their seeds, and um, they do great things for the medical community and, and, and for cannabis in general. So, strain of the week, Quirkle. And now, uh, Mike, my producer, uh, Mike Hughes, is there some questions from Twitter? Yeah, Dan, we got a couple of questions from Twitter. Are you ready for them? Awesome, yeah. This is Dear Danko. This is like the questions I answer in the magazine, but in a more condensed radio form and free. And free, yeah. And <laughs> if you want your questions answered on free weed from Danny Danko, how do they get in touch with you, Dan? You can send me a Twitter. You can send uh, – my Twitter is at Danny Danko. No underscores or anything, just at Danny Danko. Uh, you can send me – uh, an email to dan at hightimes.com or danny danko at hightimes.com uh, you could put it up on on the facebook page uh, that may not be quite as secure but if you're a medical patient and you're not too worried about it then that's fine too uh, and or you can just contact us through the high times website there's uh, a number of different ways you can go right through there and ask your questions or you can snail mail me questions i still get <laughs> plenty of questions through the postal service and I try to put those in the magazine as well. Or if you see them on the street, you could just shout your questions to them. That's okay, exactly. too. Yeah. Exactly. Just shout them out and uh, let's play Stump the Grow Guy. All right. Well, let's let's start here. Uh, Ryan Hanna, one, two, three, from Twitter. He wants to know, uh, do you recommend mixing veg nutrients? I'm not sure what that means. Yeah, I don't know if he means mixing nutrients from two different companies or somehow mixing the veg nutrients yourself. Uh, what I will say is when you're vegging, uh, obviously nutrients are important, nitrogen, heavy nutrients. Uh, but it's a great time for aerated compost tea, which I always recommend for people. And, uh, you know, things like liquid seaweed, um, liquid fish, if you're not growing veganically but still want organic bud. Uh, anything that's like that, that's high in nitrogen. Seabird guano is always great. Uh, green sand is one I highly recommend for the vegging process. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't quite understand the question except to say that if you're mixing companies from two different nutrient companies, you just want to make sure you're not overdoing it. So uh, it can be done, and it's not a bad idea because different companies have slightly different formulations, and you may be able to, to really dial in a good program with uh, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. But definitely err on the side of caution and don't overfeed, uh, you know, which can be quite disastrous. All right. Hopefully that helps. Ryan Hanna, one, two, three. This next one uh, comes uh, via email, which uh, is it's Danny Danko at HighTimes.com. Yeah, you can do that or uh, simply just Dan at HighTimes.com. Dan uh, at HighTimes.com. Dear Danko at HighTimes.com might work too. Lots of options. All right. So from email, Stinky Pete asks, what do you think about ozone generators for odor control? Uh, <coughs> excuse me. I'm not a huge fan of ozone generators. I really like uh, um, activated charcoal filters with a fan and a ducting system. I just think uh, ozone generators give you that weird, 
you know, like kind of uh, dead, stale air. I think ionizers are the same way. That's that's why they use that stuff in hospitals. They need a real sterile kind of environment. And I just, uh, I, I honestly, it's a, just an unpleasant odor to me, and it's a, it's unnecessary because if if you get the right can filter type system with activated charcoal. Uh, for your space, you know, you just have to know your cubic feet per minute that you want to move out of there. Uh, if you get the right fan and and uh, filter combination, and they even have really nice mufflers now that, that have quieted those fans down a lot, um, you can take care of your odor control with that alone um, as long as you have that negative air pressure so that you're not, odors aren't seeping out of your grow space. As long as there's a bunch of air pumping out through this charcoal filter uh, and you have that uh, negative pressure, you won't have odors seeping too far out. Now, when you're drying, that's a whole other story. But still, I, I definitely, I'm not a big fan of ozone generators or ionizers for odor control. All right, there you go, Stinky Pete. Uh, back to Twitter, Danny Danko nine. Now I wonder if that means there were eight other Danny Dankos and he had <laughs> to grab know. nine. I don't or... know. Anyway, he is an imposter. He is not the real Danny Danko. No, I did not. I didn't set up that account. Yeah, uh, this is okay. A, a fan or a reader. But Danny Danko nine asks, "How can I get a job at High Times?" It's huh. a common question. You get that a lot, probably. Yeah, well, if your name really is Danny Danko, <laughs> you already have a job probably, here. So. We already have one of those here. You'd have to change it to. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the first thing would be maybe come up with a, a more original uh, pen name, I guess. But uh, I understand if that's an homage. I'm just kidding around. But uh, uh, you know, I get this question a lot. Obviously, it's definitely a dream job to work here. I guess it's not really a grow question, but uh, I get this question a lot. And typically, I just tell people, hey. You know, the best way in is as a contributor. So if you have a grow article, you have photographs, high resolution, high quality, in focus photographs. Um, if you have tips and, and grow stuff that you want to get out there and you don't want to write it all in the first person, um, you want it to be something that people can learn from a step by step uh, grow stuff as far as, you know, the department that I'm in. Um, the best way in is as a contributor, and we have our con contribution guidelines posted on our website. You can just click on uh, contribution guidelines, and, and you'll find information there of like, you know, page counts, word counts, um, and things, the basic things of like how to become a contributor. And that's really, honestly, the best way in because people will read your stuff. Uh, you get your stuff in print, you get paid, uh, you know, as a freelancer. We don't typically assign stories. We. You know, uh, we do assign stories, but to people we already know as freelancers and as contributors, we wouldn't just assign something to somebody we don't, uh, we haven't worked with in the past. So, um, but I have printed articles from people many times who have sent in, sent them in via email and had the goods, you know, the good uh, information and the good photographs, because that's the the two important things. You got to teach people something and you got to show them something. Yeah. And, and, and photos here go a really long way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, and if, you have a, if you take to a get, good photo to get the best quality photos, you need a high, you know, a good quality camera with, uh, you know, a high megapixel count. And, and you have, you have to understand a little bit about photography, photography. So, my recommendation is, you know, set about – you're not just going to smoke pot all day. That's not how you work here. So set about 
uh, a way of completing these goals and figuring out what it is we need, how you make our job easier, and, you know, uh, keep keep with it. Keep doing it. Keep working it. And eventually, uh, you know, hopefully if, if, if you're good, uh, people will take notice. And, and, you know, if a position opens up, which they don't often do, uh, you know, you'll be considered. All right. There you go, Danny Danko 9. Uh, one more. This one isn't really a question, and I had to say a little. Uh, we were a little light on questions this yeah, this last yeah. week. Everybody, we need uh, you know feel free out send there your on questions Twitter, in. Put uh, hashtag free weed next to the question, and uh, um, let's try to get that up into the trending hashtags. That would be pretty cool. Free weed in the trending uh, top trends of Twitter. So yeah, definitely send in your questions. You know. But we got we got more of a statement here, and I wanted to get your take on it just in case. Uh, it's a little all right. I take res hits. Writes I'd kill for a conversation with Danny Danko, literally. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I definitely don't want, don't want you to kill anybody. And yeah. Please don't kill please anyone. Please do not do that. That's uh, there's a little too much of that going around these days. So, uh, but as for a conversation, I'm, I'm approachable. I'm always at Boston Freedom Rally. I'll be there this weekend, uh, this Saturday, uh, I believe it's the 17th, uh, of September. I will be at Boston Freedom Rally. Come up, say hello. If not there, you know, Seattle Hemp Fest, Portland Hempstock, uh, Amsterdam Cannabis Cup, Detroit Cannabis Cup coming up in October. Uh, you know, please approach me, say hello, tell me, uh, you know, how I helped you out with your cultivation process. I, you don't have to kill to have a conversation with me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like I said, please uh, please uh, feel free to approach me, and don't you don't have to kill anybody for that. All right. Good lessons here. <laughs> don't kill anyone. We hope that that answered that question or at least uh, prevented someone from dying, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Always good. Okay. Well, that's all we got. Right on. Well, all right. So... We are going to take a a short break here, and we will come back with the wrap. And we are back. Thank you very much for joining me and uh, my producer, Mike, and and, uh, Drew West, and everybody who who, uh, helped out with the show. Uh, We're looking for advertisers. If you're listening to this and you've got a a grow company, a seed company, uh, you make a grow box or whatever, and you want to reach the people uh, who are really obviously interested in cultivation, interested in strains, interested in growing, um, you know, feel free to contact us, our High Times Advertising Department. We are, uh, we're looking to find sponsors, so we'd love to get some. Thank you to everybody uh, for participating. I will be at Boston Freedom Rally this weekend, Saturday, noon to 6, Boston Common. Please come up and say hello. Uh, Tell me uh, you're a listener. I'd be very happy and excited to hear from anybody who listens to the show or uh, is a reader or fan. Uh, um, I'll be there. I'll be giving a speech. There's a pre-party Friday night and a big rally Saturday. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, so hope to see you there. Thanks for sticking around, and see you next week.